You're being recorded. You're also being recorded. I'm submitting this to the police. I'm submitting this to the FBI. <laughs> They're already watching it, though. Because we're yeah. doing a trans-Pacific call. Yeah, they're making sure that we're not doing anything sketchy. Joke's on them. They have to listen to us talk about K-dramas for an hour. Ha Sex to sec. We're not even funny. <laughs> we're just friends. You fools. You fools. You thought this was a comedy podcast, but really it's just a friendship <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Joke's on you. But if you'd like a friend... Hi, I'm Emily. I'm Raquel. We'll be your friends. Play on K, the Korean drama <laughs> podcast where we take four episodes, usually this time around two episodes of a Korean drama, and review them. This week, we watched Crash Landing <laughs> on You, episodes 9 and 10. Your part's really hard, I'm not gonna lie. You make it look easy, but I didn't know what episodes we'd watched until I was on the spot. Here we are. Surprise! Here we are. I thought your part was also very difficult. We got there at- and thank God we decided to stop and uh, take the time to download the call recorder on my side as well, because we're 10 seconds in, and we're already having really terrible internet connection. Connectivity issues has entered the chat. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. We'd love it if you would wait until the portion of the show where me and Emily just talk about nothing at the end of the recording. Please. Or the beginning of the recording. I have something to tell you that's pretty unrelated to the drama, but I'm very excited about. Um, I just watched... Tell me everything. <laughs> I just watched the movie Secretly Greatly, and it was very, very good. Highly recommend. Who's in it? Um, Kim Soo Hyun of Crash Landing on You cameos. Oh, uh, Chaboy. Chaboy. So... We had a cameo at the very, very end of episode 10 where our good boys go to South Korea and they meet a madman in a green tracksuit and a really bad wig. And he is a mystery, an enigma. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. Like, I knew that a cameo was happening and I wasn't supposed to understand what was going on, but I was pretty lost. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I think... It was one of those moments that does definitely... I thought it was a good moment for the fact that something I noticed when I started watching episode 9 is that my heart... I talk about it every week. My heart wedges itself in my throat (laughs) as soon as they start talking, and it stays there until I'm done, like, probably like three hours after I'm done watching the, the other episode. Yeah. So... It was one of those things where it did eject me pretty forcibly from the drama, (laughs) for sure. But that said, maybe I needed that. Like, maybe I needed to stop feeling like I was having a heart attack constantly. That is fair. I did have a lot of emotional turmoil going on through episode 10 that was much relieved by the confusion of the cameo at the end of the episode. So I solved the mystery for myself and for our listeners. For anyone who also didn't know what was going on, I recognized Kim Soo Hyun, and I knew that this was his second TV appearance since he got out of the mandatory military enlistment. So it's very exciting. Like, everyone was just super excited to see him back on screen at all as any character. But this one is a character... Like, the green tracksuit guy is a character from a movie called Secretly Greatly, which was a 2013 action comedy. It was so good. See, I had no clue. See, I had no clue either. And here we are. He's a real character. This was like a, this was like a crossover. This was a parallel universes colliding sort of happening. So in Secretly Greatly, he's a North Korean spy in South Korea. 
and he's kind of abandoned by North Korea. Like, they just don't contact him after sending him to the South to become a spy. So, like, wow. I think this is the best cameo ever. Honestly, for sure, but it also confirms one of the fears I've had since we started doing this podcast, which is that there would be so many references that we just didn't understand. Yeah, I mean, as far as Korean media, we are swimming in the kiddie pool, for sure. Oh, for sure. It would be great to be completely, you know, uh, submerged in the whole media situation, because I appreciate everything I've seen. You're doing a great job, Korea. You keep me more entertained than most American television, except for maybe the show Survivor, which I could watch <laughs> every like day Survivor forever, what? probably. <laughs> <laughs> I love Survivor so I've much. I've seen it. I hadn't either until, uh, like, a year and a half ago. Myself and my roommates got snowed in, and we didn't know what to do with ourselves. And I jokingly said, let's start a reality television show like Survivor that we can just watch while we eat food. And... <laughs> We started it, and I live for it now. I We binge-watched, like, 11 seasons oh. in, like, four or five months. Like, we cruised. We'd watch, like, five episodes a wow. night. And, yeah, anyway, that's the other, that's the American television that I'm invested in. Seasons of Survivor from, like, 20 years ago. <laughs> and then, yeah, just Korean television pretty much these yeah. days. But we know we only started in 2017, so even though we've seen plenty of shows mm -hmm. before then, like, that were made before 2017, we haven't seen much. And no, I'm so eternally thankful for the internet so that I can just Google Kim Soo-hyun and the internet will be like, here's a picture of him from another work he did, and he's wearing a green tracksuit, and I can be like, what the heck? I know that tracksuit, and go down a rabbit hole of this very, very good film that I liked a lot. Oh, I need to watch you it. Do. Is it's on Vicky? It's on YouTube. Absolutely, it's on free. YouTube. <laughs> yeah, except with ads. Unless you're one. Okay, does anyone actually subscribe to YouTube, like Red or whatever it's called? I don't think anyone ever has. Zero people. Yeah, cool. Because I have never even entertained the idea. <laughs> it offers it, and I get annoyed that it's even being offered. It's like, yeah. hey, do you want to try this for free for a month? And I'm like, don't even offer me the free version. No, thank you. My sister does those all the time. She's like, I got it free for a month, so here's my password if you want to try it. And I'm like, I've... I get so many ads for things that's like, try it free for however long. And I'm like, no, thank you. I will not <laughs> try it for free. Why? What's the harm? Yeah, because, okay, I know the exact harm. I am a dumb potato. And I will absolutely, one of two things will happen. I will forget that I am signed up for one <laughs> free month and I will not unsubscribe before I have to pay for another month. or. I will not forget, but I will be very lazy, and I will still not unsubscribe before I have to pay. And so I, you know, it's just playing with fire with someone like me, so... That's fair. I think nowadays companies are getting better about, you know, you click on the start the free trial, and they don't ask for your credit card information anymore. They're like, we know that people will just click off and, like, not even do the free trial. Yeah. But that's optimistic. That's hit and miss. You'd have to sign yeah. up and see. Every once in a while, yeah. I actually tried to sign up for a free month of Netflix recently because I decided to get my own Netflix uh, so that I could stop being that guy that just surfs from one person's account to the next <laughs> as I live my life. And so, you know... I've had, I'm not paying rent right now, so I may as well pay for my own Netflix. And I was like, oh, and maybe I can just do the free trial again because it's been like five years since I've paid for Netflix. And I signed in and it was like, oh, welcome back. We're going to go ahead and take your money now. Oh. You don't get another free month. You did that like five or six years ago. Or, like, seven years ago when you first signed up for Netflix. You already know you like Netflix. We already got you. We're taking the money. Yeah. You're so adult. I it was still a feed hard off decision. of everybody else's accounts. Yeah. Proud of you. Um, 
Now I just need to sign up for like Hulu and Disney Plus. It's just hard because there's so many places, you know? It's know. best if you if you have like family that loves you and will like like it, one of them will sign up for Hulu, one of them will sign up for Amazon Prime, one of them will sign up for Netflix. Like that's the dream that's situation. What my family does. <laughs> my mom signs I, up for Netflix, my dad's HBO. Annie, my sister, is Disney, and Max is Hulu. Me and Jason occasionally do Crunchyroll because we're the worst. (laughs) We do nothing, essentially. I signed up for Vicky, and that's all I paid for for a really long time, and then I used everyone else's everything else. And then I, yeah, I decided it was time, not necessarily even because it was time for me to get my own accounts, but legitimately like i was walking a fine line of taking advantage of people (laughs) relationships are hard so i do use my parents amazon prime but i have to pay for my own netflix my own hulu and my own disney plus life of a single girl this is bullshit oh i forgot because my brother has we use his amazon prime as well. We do have our own Amazon Prime, but it's for Japan, so that feels somewhat adult. But we use his Amazon Prime, and since he's a student, he gets Hulu for free, so he kind of just pays for both. I forgot that wasn't just a thing, though. I thought everyone did that. I forgot it was a student thing. Your parents should yeah. go back to school. Then they wouldn't have to pay yeah. for Hulu and Amazon Prime separately. Listen, Mom, I think it's time for you to become a doctor. <laughs> Would you like to go to accounting school with me? Me and your mom can be accountants. She does work for an accountant, so yeah. she has a background in accounting. I, it was always low-key my dream for you to just, like, take over for her boss when he was d- ready to retire so that my mom could continue to work for someone she loves. Oh, I'll take it. I will ascend. Heck, well, we've got our yes. lives planned. Yep. Here we go. Can you take over for your mom when she wants to retire? Mm-hmm. <gasps> yes! Okay, well, life's plan. We're done. <laughs> we don't have to, I don't have to do literally anything else for the rest of my life. <laughs> so anyway, crash landing on you is fucking amazing. How many minutes are we into this episode before talking about crash landing on you? More than 13. Yikes. Um, I didn't cry. I'm not going to lie to you. I should have cried, but I think I was too distracted. My throat was closing the entirety of episode 10, and I was having a really hard time. I almost cried a very lot of that episode. It was rough. Yeah, but yeah, I also never cried, but was choking on my emotions for the entirety of episode 10. Yeah. Because they don't just give you the pain of separation of the two people with the best chemistry you've ever seen in your entire life and you just want their love to be real and forever because you're not sure you believe in love anymore if it's not real and forever. (laughs) Um, But then uh, they also have to go ahead and make you feel a lot of things about like a really good man who saves children but was ultimately killed when he tried to expose corruption within his government. And And the best friend who had to let him die mm -hmm. to again save that child. And then there was, uh, there was like the whole mom having a hard time expressing the fact that she loves her daughter. That was pretty rough. That was like a rough part to get through, but like well done, you know? But like, ow. But like, ouch. Please stop talking to your mom that way. Then Gu Sung Jun, our almost villain, being the good guy, and he plays it off like, no, I wasn't being the good guy. I just did it for my own benefit as I do all things. But you're not quite sure if you believe it anymore because maybe he's actually a good boy. I think he's a good boy. I think we all knew all along that he's a good boy, that he's just selfish. Siri always... Siri had his character called so early on, because not only did she a few episodes ago say, you know, he's not a great person, but he honestly isn't a bad person either, which, like, true, Siri, you get people, you understand him. But then she again in the car when he was being a hero and just kind of trying to play it off and he was kind of being a pouty baby, but, 
you know it's because he has a lot of frustration inside of him and he's just trying to deal with that while doing the right thing. She just let him know, like, hey, I always thought that you were kind of immature, but only because you're a really intelligent person who didn't ever seem to use it for the right reasons. And she's just so good at calling people and then, like, telling them how well she called it. It's crazy. I love her. And she does it in a way that's like, I see you for the best traits in you, and I appreciate those things about you. You are noticed and you are important. And, like, everyone falls in love with her. There's also our our neighborhood moms who find out who she really is, and they're like, no, a spy among us! But 0.6 seconds later, they're like, she was a really good person and a very good friend to us. And you can tell there's, like, some some exposition of, like, if those ladies ever need to help out Yunseiri, they're gonna do it. Those are friends for life. Those are ride-or-die friends now. Which is literally our favorite thing in K-dramas, is when ride-or-die friendships are created, especially ride-or-die female friendships, because there's- I- what is it about, like, a good- I mean, we both know what it is about a good female friendship that I'm here for. I get to do a podcast with my best friend. I want that for my main characters. We want the best for them. But it's so much easier and so much more common to see the Sodan and Yunseiri relationship, where there's some weird love triangle, there's some, like, pettiness and some spite, and even though Sodan isn't really acting out that much, she's not a true villain, you just don't really like her. She's the other woman, and you can't be on her team. And, like, that's fine, but we see it far too often. We appreciate healthy female friendships like nothing else in this world. I just want to see women supporting women. Women supporting women. Did you hear my shoulder pop? Jesus. Yeah, that was loud. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ancient. I can't even shrug without my shoulder popping. (laughs) Welcome to the woes of a 24-year-old. Yeah, you can't say you're ancient. You're three years younger than I am. Three years younger than everybody in this world. I'm very young. <laughs> it is my That's body. That's true. You're three years old. younger than every Korean drama actor. And I know <laughs> that now because they're all my age and they're all very successful. It's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Raquel's doing okay. We've got a life plan that we've started building together and that's helping. Yep. Just watch out for me because I'm, you know, I'm coming up or something. I hope, please. <laughs> It's fine. We're gonna do it. Um, a storyline that I don't know how to express my feelings about because it's very good writing and I just hate what's happening is, uh, Jo Chol Gang's storyline. It took a pretty big turn a couple times. Cause, okay, okay, okay. So there's episode nine where his big thing is helping the rising sun to try. Mm-hmm. And trap the the setting sun. Doesn't go well. Yeah, it doesn't go well for him. And also, the setting sun, you know, could have been in a really precarious position. I am so appreciative of the fact that somehow, against all of the odds, our good, good magicians, Jianhyuk and Seiri, seem to, like, like I said, against all the odds, be one step ahead of the villain at all times. And not even because they're like, he's coming today. It's just like, no, you're leaving today because that's what's most convenient. Yeah. But also just what's smartest. Like, we move as quickly as possible and we will always stay ahead. Good for mm-hmm. you. I appreciate that. Because then Jo Chol Gong looks like a giant baby head in front of his bosses. <laughs> and then we get the trial. Oh my god, that trial. That was so much. And I needed that. Yeah. Um, it was extremely stressful simply because all bets are off. We all know I love a good legal drama. All bets are off. I have no clue how the North Korean legal system works. Does anyone? Obviously, this is fictionalized. There's a warning at the beginning of every episode that this is all fictionalized. No one knows shit about shit. (laughs) But the whole time... I was so afraid because they could have thrown any kind of curveball and I couldn't have been like, mm, that's not how the legal system works. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Because they could have been like, okay, well, actually, we believe this other guy, Rejon Hyuk, you are out. You're 
banished to South Korea now, actually, and that's how he ends up in South Korea. I did think <laughs> that he would end up in South Korea as a fugitive and not in South Korea as a lover boy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think he'd go as a lover boy. I'm glad for it. <laughs> But that's fair. I mean, they even mentioned at the beginning of the trial, they were like, because of extenuating circumstances or something, we can't have the usual trial by jury. And I was like, oh, they have trials by jury in North Korea? Like, good for you. Very progressive. (laughs) You know, they didn't this time. But even still, they could have done anything. And I think I both would have been really surprised and would have not been surprised at all. Because it's North Korea. It doesn't exist. But it went really well. So we won, and then we still somehow lost. Wow, this guy does not give up. This is that? Okay. Sorry, what's our villain's name? Say it again. Jo Cho-gon. Jo Cho-gon is a petty bitch. (laughs) Well said. Well spoken. (laughs) Thank you. Um... A level of petty wherein you've lost literally everything, so your last route is, I guess I'll go to South Korea and do a murder. Because why not? (laughs) What do I have to live for except to be petty? I don't know why you've lived this long, sir. What Mm -mm. drives you? Yeah, uh, because you've lost that thing that you said, like, before, when you were like, you know what drives me is... Murder. My... is, yeah, is the desire to murder whoever I want, whenever I want. Okay, well, that's gone. You're not going to get that back, so... Just one last murder? That's what you're here for? Yeah. Make it personal? Make it personal. Fair enough. I guess I don't get it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm here for it. That's what real villains are about. They make your leads their leads. Yep. He's really internalized everything that happened. In the past few months, he cannot move past it. It's fine, because now our leads are back together, uh... Sooner than expected. They didn't make it, like, a month. They were Mm -mm, apart for a couple weeks. And what a coincidence, Seri is walking in the nighttime. Around the same time, Jeonhyuk shows up in South Korea. Also, he's doing a great job looking like he belongs there. He looks so good all the time. Yeah, I, I, it's that funny thing where you see Jo Tolgong, like, disguised as a security guard, and you're like, excuse me, sir, where did you get the right <laughs> to have such a good disguise? And then you see Ree Jung Hyuk <laughs> two seconds later wearing these beautiful South Korean clothes, and you're like, well done, Ree Jung Hyuk, you prepared for your journey. <laughs> you ain't no slouch, you got this. <laughs> You were so ready to go down south. I'm fine with it. This drama is maybe the only drama ever that can pull off such cheesy tropes of just, like, walking along a busy street and the two lovers run into each other. Like, oh, you almost want to cringe if it was any other drama. But this one, your heart melts. Your heart melts because you want them to... Oh. He looks so happy to see her. She looks very confused. I get it. I would be too. Definitely don't think he's real if I was him. Yeah, I I straight up would think that I had taken the sleeping pills, like too many of them, and that maybe I imagined I was out and that I was having a trip, like an ambien, just an ambient adventure on the streets <laughs> of Seoul. The person you wanted to see most in the whole world just appeared in front of you. Like, he's definitely not real. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. But, yeah, it was very romantic. Oh my god, it was romantic. It was so romantic. I love them so much. Uh, Also, the very end of episode 9, when he follows her over the border. Wow! The romance in this drama is actually killing me, because it's, like... It is, like, it's the most beautiful romance, but my expectations are so blown out of proportion now for <laughs> just, like, general life, you know? Like, like at this point, if I don't have this specific romance, I will accept nothing less. So, oh, no. bummer. I guess yeah. I've gotta go on a North Korean adventure. Oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> that is a bad plan. I don't think I'd make it. I don't think I'd fit in. <laughs> You wouldn't survive. Nope. Um, there was also a new trope 
I guess I don't know if it's a new trope. They probably didn't invent it, but it felt reminiscent of the knew each other's children trope that we see quite often nowadays in dramas and we're kind of sick and tired of because it's a little creepy. Mm -hmm. The Switzerland thing. It all came together. They finally shared that they were there at the same time. And that was the song she's been searching for for years, the song that saved her life. I think I like this because they straight up acknowledge how wild that is. Like, Sari's like, I don't know how it's possible that you are saving my life in such an unexpected way, in such an unexpected place before I even knew you. And then we met again. Like, it, I like that she, her mind is completely blown and she acknowledges it. She's not pretending like this is just like, like, oh, yeah, we knew each other as kids. How romantic. Yeah. It's like, there is no way that I knew that I had run into a man from North Korea previously in my life. And then it just happened. That's crazy pants. Mm-hmm. Um, The song that he plays that he wrote for his brother is my new favorite song. It's super beautiful. <laughs> have you listened to, like, just the OST of this drama? I have listened to one song and it breaks me every time i listen to it oh yeah i need to find it i for sure get anxiety when i listen to the ost because it's one of those like so good but you start feeling all of the feelings of mm-hmm. the k-drama with none of the resolutions of the k-drama yeah like <laughs> like just the anxiety <laughs> i can't listen to it but it's my new favorite it's so beautiful. The song that I love is called Photo of My Mind by Sangain. I'll listen to it and cry tonight. You'll know because they play it a lot in different versions. They play different styles of the same tune. So it's all over this drama. Oh my god, it's just so touching. This soundtrack is very, very good. It is very good. They have evoked the emotions that they meant to in it the realest, most potent way. Well done. One of my favorite scenes in these two episodes, which feels so bizarre, is the scene, the dawn after they've let Seri go, and it's the four soldier boys marching back to, like, camp or wherever, and it's the sunrise, and it's the four of them marching against, like, a mountain, and it's their silhouettes. I need that Beautiful. as, like, a picture, as, like, a painting. Maybe I'll make that the background of my new computer. Do you think the time will change? I <laughs> hope so. Picture? Raquel's new magic computer is magic. Um, yeah. And so is the, like, every shot they make in this freaking... You have to tell them why it's magic. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll tell you why it's magic. I can't, I couldn't remember if I said it when I said it. So I got a new computer today, and when I opened it, it had a really beautiful landscape photo of that was clearly taken in the daytime. Gorgeous. Then later this evening, I hopped on to talk to M, and we just chatted for a while. And I thought it looked like maybe the photo was taken at sunset, and then I was like, no, you're crazy. Sunset and daylight are the same thing, pretty much. And then I had to go on a, like, three-hour adventure, and I came back, and the sun had set, and I opened my computer, and it was the same landscape... But at night, it changes. Magic. Okay, that's technology for you. I work in the artificial intelligence tech field, and I'm still, like, completely floored by by magic computers. (laughs) Magic computers. I want you to build me a background so that I can set that picture of the four soldiers marching as my background. And sometimes it'll be dawn, and sometimes it'll be day, and sometimes it'll be dusk, and sometimes it'll be night. Okay? I got you. I will do that for you. Thank you. You're welcome. I demand it. Because that was stunning. Yeah, it was super, super beautiful. Um, I am obsessed with the part where they're fine. Like, so he's being, she's being held by his parents, held hostage, Mm. which is wild. (laughs) What a way to meet the in-laws, am I right? And then she... They, they're reunited when he, like, storms his parents' home and starts yelling in his dad's face. And the moment they're reunited and how pissed his dad is, he's like, oh, this is despicable. I cannot believe my son has actually fallen in love with a South Korean. <laughs> like, this is the stupidest shit I've ever seen. 
But it's so beautiful, their moment together. They are so sweet. I, oh my lord, they are so sweet. His mom is like, this is what I'm alive for. This is what I was a mom for. You have validated my existence, Siri. Look at how happy he is. I love it. Oh, he's got a good mom. I'm glad we have a good mom in this drama. I'm kind of here for Sodan's mom, just because she's a pretty good mom. She's kind of crazy, kind Mm -hmm. of a wacky lady. But But at the end of the day. At the end of the day, she loves her daughter more than anything. Yeah. Where the jury's still out on Seiri's mom. I I have no actual idea because, okay, Seiri is very, very good at calling people out. We've established that. That's canon. Uh, She does call her mom out and straight up say, like, you are disappointed I am home. And at first, I was like, no way. She's not. Like, she loves you. She was getting ready to tell you how much you mean to her. And then she tells her mom that and her mom just exits stage left. Like, what? (laughs) So we've seen that almost exact scene or a very similar scene in a recent drama that we watched. It was very reminiscent of a different drama. I won't spoil it. But the mom ends up slapping her child in the face, which is like, never okay. But Mm -mm. maybe it's okay. Because when your child calls you out and says, you don't love me, sometimes you just gotta smack him in the face. Yeah. Just to have, like, such a visceral reaction to kind of prove that you do care or something, because it's wild to have your child say, you don't love me, and to just not respond. Not respond. But, like, how are you gonna respond with words? Just be like, you're wrong. It's like, weak. That's weak sauce. So I guess you gotta smack him, because I honestly, back in the day, I thought that you, was not the solution, but now I'm like, okay, I don't actually know, because I still don't, I still do not think that you should hit any person, you know? Like, don't hit anyone, unless maybe they're a North Korean guy with a murder complex. You can hit him. <laughs> um, the only one you can hit. But, uh, you know, everyone else, maybe don't hit them, especially if they're your child, for sure. Probably don't hit them. But now I don't know what reaction is right, because this one wasn't good either. This one might have been worse. Yeah. Unexpected. Yeah, I didn't think I'd be so in favor of hitting children, but here we are. You should have hit her. (laughs) Because we're starting to think that you actually love your child, but just a few moments ago we had a flashback where you literally said to her, because of you, my life is hell. And you can't say that to a kid. I know no. that she's like a 30-year-old kid, but she's still your kid. Yeah. It's that thing where with your parents, you're always a kid, you know? Yeah. You go back to their house, and it's like, even as an adult human who's been taking care of themselves for the past, like, 10 How How old am I? How old are you? Okay, yeah. Like tenish years, even with that in mind, I come I come back to my parents' house and my mom takes care of me. I'm over there eating a sandwich, and then I think I'll go get myself a glass of lemonade. And then before I can even get myself that glass of lemonade, my mom gets it for me, and I'm immediately like, oh, "Mommy, thank you." Um, <laughs> anyway, can you imagine your mother saying, "Because of you, my life is hell"? No, I absolutely oh. cannot. Because yeah, she. Okay, so my mom's obsessed with me, but like in a really cute way. I'm <laughs> pretty kind obsessed, of obsessed with, her with too. each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's magical. I was thinking I could maybe picture my mom saying that in like a funny way, but I even don't think she would. I think Jason would say that to me in a very funny way because of your <laughs> life as hell. <laughs> because that's the kind of love we have. <laughs> You guys, well, the thing is, he would use really good comedic timing to say it in a way that even you couldn't take it seriously, even though it was being said to you. Yeah. Siri's mom, you gotta work on your comedy. Your comedic timing was just a bit off, and I think Siri misunderstood that you were just joking. Sit down, have a talk with her about how you'll work on your comedic timing and that you didn't mean to say what you said. Maybe then she'll understand. Because right now your relationship is... Kind of just bumming me out. Like, I'm not stressed about it. It's just kind of confusing and sad. So I guess continue the show with that. Sad trombone. Yeah. Um, we went on a real journey with the wiretapper. I still didn't Whoa. write down his name. 
So he is either Mm -hmm. the rat or the wiretapper, and y'all will just have to keep up with that. It almost came to me, because I remember thinking, oh, that's his name. I know his son's name. I want to say it's like Mango, but I don't think that's it. Mango. Mango. No. But maybe. But no. Um, Yeah, he, that poor, he's, you know, buddy. He's a main character now, and he deserves it. Yeah. He's been through it. He's been through it. (laughs) The thing? That he's been through? He's been through it. (laughs) Oh, he lost his best friend. That's big yikes. He not only lost his best friend, he had to be complicit in the death of his best friend. Yeah. This poor man. And then he has to be confronted with the decision to help that best friend's brother. Or to just keep being complicit and live the easy life that he's been living. And he realizes that his easy life is not as easy as has been promised. Which is just really disappointing. There is no winning for this character. There is no end to the being blackmailed and being threatened. And it really sucks that, like, the inner torture is now almost worse than any torture that Jo Chol Gong can threaten him with. The stuff that he has to live with, the decisions that he made, are torture enough to make him realize that it's kind of just not worth living anymore if he's gonna keep doing bad. Yeah. Oh, what a journey. And what an actor. Yeah, whoa. Wow. Sir, we can see that in your eyes in every scene. I'm so proud of him. Yeah, he's amazing. He's, I'm so stoked. That he became part of the new spinoff where we watch five men from North Korea wander their way through <laughs> South Korea and eat noodles. All the, like, post, post, uh, not credits, but, like, flash freeze at the end of the episode scenes are usually, like, pretty succinct and adorable. Like, the one after the end of episode nine, she arranges all the books to say, I love you, Ree Jung-hyuk. Cute. So cute. Less than a minute long. This one was like 10 solid minutes of these boys going around South Korea. I did not expect such a such a journey to happen in such a short amount of time. They just threw it in at the end. Yeah. It was really quick. Yeah. One second, everyone is series in uh, South Korea. Everyone else is in North Korea. And then in like five minutes, everything changes. Everything changes, and I'm here for it. Yes, put everyone in South Korea. I'm ready. I can't wait for the reunification, (laughs) because these boys are naturals at being in South Korea. They were killing it. Uh, The part where they talk about how they got... It's really arrogant to get all of the cars in the city together (laughs) (laughs) to show off. Oh my god, he's gonna kill me. Is his name Pyo Chil-su? Yeah. Okay. He's cracking me up. He's killing me. I love that he's like the stereotype North Korean soldier who's like, our country is the best country. The brainwashing has worked on me. Don't forget your roots, boys. Don't believe everything they try and sell you down here. (laughs) I just think that's good comedy. Yeah. It's very good. It's very aware comedy. Like, oh, (laughs) I love it. It's meta- it knows it's meta, like, we on the- oh, I love it. It's so good. It's so good. And we already talked about that good, good cameo. Oh. Um, really satisfying to watch Sari take her company back from her one sister-in-law, who's absolutely psychotic. Her just entire return was so good. Mm-hmm. Like, just her walking around all these different settings and being like, hello, a ghost is back. And especially I loved seeing her reunite with her uh, assistant. Like, mm-hmm. I know that the rest of it was, like, so cool, and she looks so, like, on top of everything. Like, what a boss. Very neat to see her back in her element. But I just died a little bit. Like, so heartwarming to see her meet her assistant again and be like, but I'm a person now. Like, I did learn and change and grow a little bit when I disappeared, and I appreciate that you're a good man, and you're nice to me, and so 
I shall care for you. Poor guy. Poor guy. He deserves that. He yeah. worked really hard for you. Um, I loved the part where they go up the mountain and she has a breakdown because, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. I really, really loved that there was this juxtaposition where you watch Ri Jung-hyuk kind of openly dealing with his heartbreak, not openly in front of other people, but with himself. He's mm-hmm. pretty self-aware of like, this really sucks. I really miss her just like I knew I would. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side, you've got Seri going around like, finally, I've gotten my life back. This is what joy feels like. This is pure ecstasy. I'm so glad to be back and so grateful for all the things I have. And then just one second later, she's like, isn't that right, Ri Jung-hyuk? And you can see mm-hmm. the, the moment that she breaks and that she's just been ignoring like keeping him at her peripheral and trying to push him out of her mind of like no 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 it's really good that i'm back i don't need anything besides what's here but like the heartbreak is just under the surface for her I hurt. Yeah, I kind of thought of it almost as a response to what he says before she leaves the country, where he wants her to never be lonely again, like, whatever it takes, as long as she never gets to the place where she was when she went to Switzerland. Like, that was the only thing he asked of her. And I kind of thought of her, like, her coping mechanisms almost as a response to that, where she's like, I have to be happy because I told him I wouldn't let myself get there again. She's in love. Ouch. (laughs) I can't watch this. I was surprised and, you know, not mad that they skipped her journey from the border all the way to Seoul. I'm here for that. Let's skip Mm -hmm. around. I'm just so happy for her that she got back and that she's safe. And I'm just really confused at how easily everybody else is suddenly pouring into Seoul. Yeah, everybody's hopping right over that border all of a sudden. I guess it's fine. We'll accept it. We're just going to ignore that. We're not going to worry about that. Um, what? My computer's going to die because <gasps> I didn't charge it when I left earlier. <laughs> oh, no. Here, I'm just going to relocate. Our audio quality is going to get super weird in just a second, but my charger is upstairs. Now I just have to sit really still so that I don't disturb the microphone, which is sitting between my legs. (laughs) That's okay. I only had one more thing to say. Okay, let's do it. Um, my last thing. I don't know if you have any more things, but my last thing is that we have a ship that's setting sail in North Korea, and it has... Gusongjun and Sodan on it. And I'm so here for it. Yeah, I'm ready for the ship. Here we go. We send them. We got so much backstory on Sodan's relationship with Ri Jonghyuk, and it freaked me out a lot. Like, I get it. I get that your first love is, like, a big deal. I guess. I got to marry my first love, <laughs> so, like, I guess it works out sometimes. Kind of a big deal, Em, honestly. Like, killing it. Killing it. But he was also in love with me, so I feel like that's a bit of a difference. <laughs> like, that's that's what changes things. It's hard not to agree with Gu Sung Jun when he's like, you can't just, like, dibs a person and then be possessive over them for the rest of their lives just because they're your first love. That dude is way smarter than we gave him credit <laughs> for. I like him more and more every single episode. Mm-hmm. Here we go. We're on- Here we go. We're on the ship. I'm really afraid for him, though. I just- I'm very concerned because I think he's very unsafe in South Korea, but he- In North unlike, Korea? Or, yeah, in North Korea and South Korea, because if he tries to go back there, uh, Seri's brother will kill him. Yeah. But maybe still just take his money, because not gonna lie, it seems riskier- to be in North Korea. Like, it seems like your life's on the line in North Korea. I don't... We only watch K-dramas that deal with South Korea, so, like, maybe someone will take a gun and shoot him and make it look like suicide in South Korea. This is a drama, after all. Who knows? But it seems like maybe her brother will just sue him and say, give me my money back, which, like, not that big a deal. I think the intention, though was to kill him because he says hey what if we split the money or like what if i give you your money back 
I think this was like a couple episodes ago, and a good middle brother just says, no, nah, not good enough anymore. And then he's like, oh, wait, no, Siri's alive. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, Kusung Jun, you can't make me like you just before you die. Be careful. Yeah, he's gonna be that character. <laughs> be careful, bud. Me and my coworkers play this game in our Slack channel. I don't know if all of our listeners are familiar with Slack, but it's just our intra company communication. And uh, we found out that like the Slack bot can do like custom responses if you type like certain things. And we do this game where we all type d20 and it rolls a d20 and whoever gets the lowest roll has to leave the channel and i added one of our engineers into the channel just like on a whim it was like oh he was really helpful on this ticket with me and so we're friends now (laughs) (laughs) so i added him to the channel and he was like oh this is awesome i love this this is great and he rolled and he got a one (gasps) oh no which is an auto fail and you have to leave the channel immediately (laughs) And we were all laughing because my friend, my other friend messaged him and was just like, sorry, you're the character we just started to like in the episode before they were off. <laughs> he's the Gusung Jung. He's the Gusung Jung. So. I mean, we don't know he's going to die. It just feels like when you start to like someone and they're in so much danger, they're going to die. Yeah. It feels like maybe he's going to die. I don't know, though. I'm just, yes. Yeah. When someone's in that much danger and they're not a main character, that's when I become concerned. Yeah. He's not Seri. He does not have main character body armor around him at all times. But... It would still make me very sad if he died, which I feel like the writers know, so they can use that against me. Yeah, they're going to exploit that. We've given them our feelings, the most dangerous weapon of all. They will use those against us. Yep. Uh, Just like, it seems like Sodan has enough power that she could maybe save him if they maybe just get married and live happily ever after. I don't know. Is that the storyline that I've developed in my head? Yes, it is. But could it be the storyline that we see in this show? Maybe. Perhaps. What if? What if? What if everyone was in love and got to be together? Is uh, That's all. literally all I'm saying is what if everyone was in love and got to be together forever and no one died or got hurt and everyone was happy. This isn't super related, but one of my favorite couples of the show is the wiretapper and his wife. And that's Mm -hmm. the only reason it makes me kind of nervous that he's now part of the crew, is I feel like everybody else, I'm kind of low-key like, please betray your country and just stay in the South forever. I would not be opposed and Seiri would raise you all. But not him. He's got a family. He's got a beautiful wife and child. And I'm so worried that he'd be like, y'all, we gotta go back to the North. You cannot betray your country. I'm sorry. What if he goes back alone and he gets to live his life not in the shadow of a villain any longer and everything's fine? We'll see. My prediction corner is very dark. What if he becomes Jung Hyuk's brother? <laughs> oh no. And then what? Jung Hyuk's dad no longer needs Jung Hyuk to come back to North Korea. Okay, I see you now. Lee Jung-hak's dad just gets to adopt this new, adorable family. Mm-hmm. Then his dad's happy because he has a son. His mom's happy because this son comes with a darling wife and child. So now they've got grandchildren. I'm pretty sure we just solved world peace. <laughs> <laughs> we have crash-landed on you. We have crash-landed on you. Here's how to make a family. Just... Pick someone else's family and take them. That's what I do. That's what I do. Why have an ostrich in the yard when you could have a grandson? Look at Wufil. <laughs> he is so cute and very smart boy. What a boy. cute boy. He is acing all of his classes. He could be your best son. Think about that. Why not? Um, let's just let everyone stay in South Korea. That's what I want. Or maybe mm-hmm. reunification. That's not off the table. What if re- What if reunification? I know we said it last week, let's say it again, what if reunification? What if reunification? Our bonus episode is just going to be a 30-page essay on how many people have devoted their lives to the reunification of North and South Korea, because <laughs> I'm just curious 
how many people are working on this? They deserve recognition. It is very important to me now. Yeah, we need to get our greatest min- minds on this so that Rijun Hyuk and Seri can be together, please. Please. Ooh, I just don't know how this drama's gonna end. We need to get back to it. I'm so glad all the time that we only watch two episodes at a time because there's so much to talk about in just two episodes, but I think we've said it before and we'll say it again. Just want to kind of blast through this and watch it every second of the day. Yep. It's very difficult for me to not cheat. (laughs) I haven't cheated. Good. But it's very hard because there's so many good things and I just, it hurts so good. It's addictive having a heart attack constantly (laughs) for hours at a time. You know, I'm gonna be really sad when this K-drama's over. I'm also gonna be really sad when this K-drama's over. If you're loving this drama, reach out to us. (laughs) There's a lot of places to do that. The best one where you can give us your your most thoughts, your deepest thoughts, and we'd love to hear from you there, is our email, playonkpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll totally write you back. We love to talk about K-dramas. Forever and always. Please, please, please. Please, please, please. We have our website. There's a lot to it. We've got our episodes posted on our website where you can comment on them, and we've got a place where you can sign up for newsletters where we announce when we're doing a new drama, and then we also have a link to our Patreon on our website. Our website is playonk.com, and then if you wanted to visit our Patreon directly and become a subscriber and join our watch parties and stuff, you can, like I said, either find the link at our website, or you can go to patreon.com slash playonk. And there we have so much bonus content, like bonus episodes. We have blog posts on shows and movies that we haven't talked about on the podcast. And like Raquel mentioned, we have watch parties where we watch TV, Korean dramas together with our listeners. So if that's something that interests you, go check out our Patreon. If you want to give us a short hey, we are on Twitter. We are at playonk. And if you say hi to us there oh my god we would be so happy that's super cool to hear from you there yes and then if you could drop a review for us we are we're on like a lot of places that you can find your favorite podcasts we're on stitcher we're on itunes itunes we actually do have a beautiful five-star review and we love the it's the best um We said we'd do a shout-out, but then I forgot the exact verbiage of the name. Give me a minute. This is so exciting, our first iTunes shout-out. Yes! Okay, this is a shout-out to our rating review by JSBZ05, who said they are the best, and gave us five stars and a little blurb, and we love you so much, JSBZ05! Thank you so much! Oh my god, that means so much to us, that you listen to us, and you like us enough to review us, and tell other people to listen to us. Like, what did we do to deserve you? Thank you, thank you forever. Yeah, honestly, my favorite person. That's so sweet and pure, thank you. Um, yes. So, yeah, if you want a a little shout out or just want, you know, like, get us on the charts a little bit, get some visibility on us, you can hop on over to our our different places and do that. Yeah, and we love you forever if you do. Thank you, as always, to James Hevel for our beautiful, wonderful theme song. We love it and we love you. We love it and we love you and we love all of you for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week for the next two episodes of Crash Landing on You. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.